learning how to do loop-de-loops, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today, we'll be discussing Season 8, Episode 10, Tip of the Zoidberg. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And our guest today, Dangerous Minds contributing editor, Ron Kretsch. Hi. 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 Welcome. Welcome to the show, Ron. Thank you very much for having me. I told you I had a good story about you booking on this episode, and I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Sweet. We talked about this at the Lottery League draft night a couple weeks ago. Yes. I completely forgot about it because that <laughs> night I... Guess who was wasted? I was just oh, com- yeah. obliterated by the end of that night. And so we were literally having the conversation of like, who do we get? Which is what happens every time we know we have a record up. And then we go around and so was like, we don't know. It's like we're all out of people or whatever. And then Tom went to ask someone else and you're like, hey, what episode do I need? I'm like, I got Ron for the show. Tell him to wait. It's perfect. <laughs> so thank you for reminding me. And my, that was a... It was a rough night for a variety of reasons. But, hey, here we are. Well, let's hear some of the other reasons. Um, Well, as has been documented in some aspects on this show, my personal life is sort of falling apart. Mm -hmm. And that was – Tom was there for the end of the night. (laughs) For what? At at Funhouse. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was described – It was legitimately a point where I just walked away from you because I just was like, I can't – you just were ridiculous. Yeah, (laughs) which is – as has been described as like vintage 2001, Pete. Um, His – Tom's fiance, Becca, had never seen me in that state, so that was a whole other thing too. I mean, I own it. Like uh, if I can't, yeah, if I can't be my own self-destructive dumpster you're, fire, you're 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 not a jerk or anything. You're just uh, I'm a truth teller. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whether people want to hear it at that point or it and needs can, to be discussed at that point, and you're I can there tell for you, it. Like with with absolute certainty, no one wants to hear it ever. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. So thank you. And then then as we were having some back and forth about this particular episode, we we're like, what episode are we watching? Um, we got to have some weird circumcision jokes and all of it. It was beautiful. So sure. here we are. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, one of the questions that we intermittently ask people when we remember to do so is, what is your relationship with the television program Futurama? Um, I, I like it. I don't know how sophisticated an answer I can give you. I just like the show. Are you a casual yeah. fan? I mean, like, Tom's a lifer. He watches stuff repeatedly and over and over and i think michelle leans that way Mm. i Uh, watch a lot of stuff but not too much stuff over and over but this is one of the and i spend a half hour before an episode watching the episode we're supposed to talk about i feel like i feel like i'm somewhere in between casual and obsessive um i've seen the entire series in sequence uh more like twice well all Um, right so you you've got one up on me you should be hosting this show no (laughs) i i I should not i that doesn't mean I retain things. It just means I've seen them a bunch. Perfect. Um, what else has been going on, guys? It's been a while again. It has been a couple few weeks. Yeah, I guess. The last time we recorded comes out. Like, Tomorrow? We, like, then, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Since then, so. I've gotten snowed in in Minneapolis, and then a few days later was not snowed in in Indianapolis. Uh, I'll be back in Minneapolis next week. Which, I added a new animal to my house. Oh, Another God. one? Wait. Is, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Can we take a quick inventory on what's there now? Because there's been some... There's been changes. Yes. Mm. We had a dog and then... Well, we had we had two dogs and then one of them uh, died. And then we got another... We adopted another dog. Uh, and then we have... At my house, we have... Uh, 
We had four cats, but now one of them died, so we only have three. We have two rats. And, and then you brought we, something. We brought, awesome. I bought a betta fish. So it's not oh, like really like. It barely counts. It barely counts. Yeah, but I actually bought it a, like a five gallon tank, like, and with you a heater and everything. You should talk to me. I think I have two different fish yeah, tanks I've, in the basement. I've, got, I've had like 20 of those and I have all of the accessories. Well, you got to get one of those uh, out, like, um, special algae ball or moss yeah, ball yeah we thing. have those have, yeah, yeah. I ju- those we are just, good the reason why live I was, forever with those <laughs> the reason why i was late today is because we ran out to a pet store today to get uh tetras the smaller fish because they apparently can live with the betas mm. so so far it's been good So what you bought is a bunch of cat food yeah, basically. Yeah, because now you're gonna spend. My all cats of your don't time. even care about they will. them. They, it's all a ruse. These fucking cats yeah. are spending their time plotting. They're gonna be like, "We're gonna eat." Do you remember? I'm sure because we're of a similar age, much more so than Tom and Michelle. A fish called Wanda. Oh yeah. Don't eat the green ones. They're not quite ripe yet. Ah. Uh, oh, Otto was. God damn it! Kevin Klein deserved that Oscar, 100. Mm. percent Anyway. Uh, tip of the Zoidberg. Tip of the Zoidberg. I like this episode a lot. I there's a lot to like about it. It's um, it, there has been sort of a bubbling up in the last, I guess, in this season, really, of sort of the Zoidberg backstory. Um, and I like where it's going. Do we get as the the rest of the series progresses? Like, is there more that kind of gets ladled onto this, or is this sort of like the Not, culmination? Of I that? don't think like backstory, but there's definitely other episodes that. Zoidberg is, they focus on him. So it doesn't, it does, I mean, like, the fact that he had this relationship with mom, as, a, as not only just a relationship, but he was seen as a competent butcher. Yeah, <laughs> if you needed a... <laughs> If you needed an alien hacked to pieces, he was your man. Well, but but that was also sort of the thing where like they showed up. It, it, I'm getting even, ahead of yeah, myself. even contemporary. You know, he just like strolls on in to her sanctum and sits down and talks with her. And she's fine because mom yeah. is very. I mean, like, the, and her name's Carol. Turns out exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, which is a good mom name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Moms, they as the episode starts out, there's the Mom Corp old fashioned jams, jellies, and military systems sign, and it's it's a flashback to 2927 AD. So that is roughly 40 years before the current time on the show. Is that right? Or is it 100 years or 90? What, what was the time? <laughs> 20, it's like 80 something years. 2927. Prior. Professor still has his red hair. And is relatively Yeah, so this young. is like, what, 3013? 3011. 30, yeah, 3011. Yeah. So, yeah. What? Yeah, like 40-some? Like no, 80-something. 29, We all have calculators 29, 27. Oh, 29, 27. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought that's what Pete I misheard him. So 100. Yeah, 29, 27. Oh, yeah, it is 14, 86 years. Okay. I, sometimes it still works. Um... <laughs> But they're going out on a mission to capture an alien, which is the Neptunian Yeti, correct? Um, but they don't say that until later, I thought. It's just like they're bringing in the professor as the leader of the team, and then Zoidberg is sort of the expert who mm-hmm. lives in a duffel bag. And it's yes. for biological weapons testing. Yes. Yeah, un- unethical. And there's nothing unethical about covert biological biological that. <laughs> <laughs> biological weapons research, which I think is tattooed on Dick Cheney's uh, 
lower back and a tramp stamp sort of thing. Like, I think that was his motto. Um, was, is, is it true that Roger Stone has a Nixon tattoo on his back? What? Uh, I heard that, but I, I think I think, I think it's, it's real. I think it's true, which is awful on a variety of levels, but I, I feel like that sort of thing about nothing unethical about covert biological weapons research. See, I can't say it. Being on, like, Cheney's tramp stamp would be... It's believable. Um, do you ever get any yeah, he, yeah, conservative? He, actually, he really does. Do you ever get any conservative politicians floating through Voodoo Monkey every once in a while? Conservative politicians? You yeah, know, I don't know. I don't really like. Don't you do this? Talk to them stuff? about politics. Well, you could tell, right? <sighs> Not really. I mean, no, no. I I mean, I definitely. You can tell people's political views sometimes when well, they're, they're talking like, I want with their artist. G A across my yeah, no one, sternum. No one no one's ever wanted that. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm a little wandery today, but it's been a loose afternoon. Uh, it reminds me of that whole storyline on House of Cards where Molly Parker was getting like a full body tattoo done. Do you guys did you ever watch that? No. Sort of no. I only went to watch it. It was so, like, no. oh, here's the the adversarial politician to the Underwoods, this progressive female senator from Minnesota or wherever, and she'd like sneak off in her running gear and be like, okay, and she has the appointment late at night to get like, you know, literally her whole body fucking tattooed with some sort of trio life bullshit. And it was like, oh, see, she's she's transgressing or working through some sort of PTSD or something is all is very heady and very dumb because it was just played off as a stupid, stupid thing. Like Isn't Molly that Parker just like what actress. that show is, very heady and very dumb? I don't know. I've it's, never watched it. I have no... Uh, I mean... I, I'm not motivated to watch that show. It's fine. And I watch a lot of stuff. Anymore, it sort of hurts to watch it because it's like, this is fucked up, but it's still not as fucked up as the news. Whereas like three, four years ago, it was like, whoa, look, the president killed his sometimes mistress by throwing her in front of a subway train. Isn't that crazy? And now it's just like, he's probably done that a few times. Easy. And so, I mean, that's where the, the discrepancy comes in. But then, like, the layers of stuff with, like, the Kevin Spacey, Me Too thing. And um, mm -hmm. it has a lot of good acting. It has some good storylines. I just had to check out after a while because it was art imitating life too closely. Mm. It, you know, I can watch True Blood and have an escape. And I watched house of cards and it's like this is not oh, fuck this is just like a premonition anymore <laughs> it's a bad scene um oh as we were conversing about the episode and and I, I should say that this does this flashback sequence into 29 27 does show the professor and zoidberg meeting for the first time which is i mean that's a big deal for the the continuity of the yeah. show and and interesting because zoidberg apparently has this well-known reputation as the butcher at least as far as mom is concerned. But um, he seems to be a competent doctor for aliens. He's but not humans. Not humans at all. Like, he's completely incompetent with humans, and has, his whole reputation on this show for the last eight seasons has been he's worthless. You know, he's basically just uh, comedic relief. Good comedic relief, but mm -hmm. still. I mean, he lives in a dumpster. What can I say? Um, but as we were talking about it, you brought up 
the feeding live mice. Yeah, I love, I love that sight gag. <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, they're doing the, the two old men feeding the birds, but instead of breadcrumbs to pigeons, they're feeding live mice to owls. Oh, I the, loved that surpassingly. Owls are like the pigeons of the future. Or even the rats. Or the rats. I mean, they're just yeah. Same they're thing. omnipresent vermin. Mm-hmm. And then like the two owls like fighting over the one. Like it, yeah. was, it was just gorgeous. I... I I, uh, so I, it was so easy to miss, and I was really happy that I caught it. It and just they, made they still me smile so hard. In. I think uh, even with this episode, like one of the things that's sort of a hallmark of these later Comedy Central produced seasons is that they tend to be a little bit raunchier than the prior seasons on Fox, if you can believe it. And this one wasn't, it didn't really lean that way. It just had a lot of good sight gags and a lot of good like writing and jokes and stuff. Yeah. Um, the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the part about Fry not understanding that every foreign object is not an alien <laughs> was great. But then like he, the radiator uh, woman. Yes. And then he, he tried to talk to the cactus people and had all of the fucking cactus spines in his hand, which <laughs> led him to lose a lot of juice. <laughs> Negotiations with the cactus people were doomed from the start. <laughs> and he, he acquired Simpsons jaundice. The- Yeah, the cycle of like cartoon homage jokes. That was my favorite part of the episode, and it took me. The Smurf flattened me. (laughs) Just the part where it took like it took two or three listens because I had to go back and catch a line where it's like he's yelling. I'm like, oh, Simpsons jaundice. I get it. Mm-hmm. Would have been great if Sean Jonas had been the guest on this episode. We fucked that up. Yeah, but again, that was my fault. So sorry, Sean. Thank you, Ron. Here we are again. Um, you gave the Zoidberg episode to a Jew. You did no wrong. I, I mean, and it was all just luck of the draw, yeah. basically. Um, <laughs> so basically, he needs a replacement liver. Uh, that's Zoidberg's diagnosis. But I wonder if we should even trust that. Well, when he says to Leela, yours will do, he's pointing at her breasts. (laughs) I mean, it's... (laughs) Yours look right. (laughs) Kind of in there, right? Or is he just... I I think he just doesn't know where a liver is. anatomy is. (laughs) That's fair. Um, (laughs) But right right coming in off of this, and this this just... I mean, the sight gags with Fry and the diseases are so quick, Mm -hmm. at least at this part of the thing. They show his office door, and it's like John A. Zoidberg. M. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because well, his doctorate is in art history. Remember? Oh shit! That's right. Oh, is that a running thing throughout the show? The M in quotes. It feels like it should be, but I honestly have no idea. I think this is the first time it came up. Huh. I don't know if we've ever seen his office door. Yeah, I don't before. remember ever seeing anything. Mm-hmm. He's just been exposed to the terrible, terrible doctor for humans, mm. um, and and that's expressed itself in so many ways, like putting people together backwards, putting people together with like limbs in the wrong place. It's it's all gorgeous. You, you can't get mad with Zoidberg. But uh, Garfield syndrome, yeah. <laughs> where Fry hates, Mon- Fry hates Mondays and is looking like Garfield the cat. Muppet gangrene, where he looks like Kermit. Um, it's not easy being gangrenous. No, I would imagine it's probably pretty painful. Well, I don't. Uh, have you ever had gangrene? Mm-mm. No. No. Not, I no. mean, you're like, you could have all your. Almost all of your toes or something. Fair. Um, I just wonder if at the point where your extremity becomes gangrenous, like, is there still enough nerve uh, tissue to register pain, or is it just sort of like dead and pussy? I don't know if it hurts or not. That's what I'm getting at. It smells like almonds. (laughs) I thought that was if you had a stroke or cyanide. That's toast. Wait. (laughs) 
Toast, yeah. What about copper? What is it if you smell copper? You mean taste copper? Ta- yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> smell and taste are very closely related, right? Yeah, but no, it, it does. That's that's how you know your wound is becoming gangrenous is if it smells like almonds because really? of some kind mm-hmm. of compound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You've never seen Austin Powers yeah. cue the spy who shagged me? I mean, <laughs> I did probably 18 years ago. Like, I can't remember what I did two hours ago, much less back during the... Go watch it. It's so funny. Is it all of those all those Austin Powers movies are still delightful. Really? The, yeah. I, I really only like the first. Uh, well, that's, yeah. t- I mean, that's something I expect Ron to say in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Powers' first seven-inch was brilliant. You're but, you know, <laughs> once, once he signed to the majors, that's, that stuff sucked. That's the most on-brand crush <laughs> statement you could make. <laughs> I really only like the older stuff. And after, it, it just went commercial and got too poppy. Um, <laughs> so in the course of trying to fix Fry, and this is the beauty of it, Zoidberg butchers Fry... <laughs> And then Leela and Hermes and like the restack together Hermes. Yeah. Well, he also, uh, he says we have two to three more colleagues with extra parts. Um, he hypnotizes Amy. Uh, Bender becomes incomp- uh, incontinent. Uh, what, what happens to Scruffy? Anything? Uh, no, but he's the one that, um, well, I think he gets chopped up and shoved into Hermes. And we might be jumping ahead a little bit because it's like, there was the line where Zoyberg says, what started as a pleasant afternoon of drugs and surgery has not gone as planned. What's <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... <clears throat> oh, God damn it. I, I'm trying to read the notes and they're all goofy. Like... Doctor, will I be able to limbo afterwards? Could you limbo before? Haha, <laughs> wait, I say yes. And you say, I couldn't limbo before. You ruined the joke, Hermes. <laughs> and that's, of course, because Hermes is like an Olympic caliber limbo That was artist. one of the, the best lines in the show. I uh, and the, and the fact that Hermes doesn't even harp on it because traditionally herpe, her, herpes, <laughs> Hermes and Zoidberg hate each other. Mm-hmm. Like like Hermes hates Zoidberg so much. He's just a he's a human resources liability, basically because he's you know he's the bureaucrat that's managing all the paperwork. And Zoidberg's like, here's another insurance claim. Why not? <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Um, there there's uh so they leave. God damn it, I can't even, I don't even have the context of this line, but it's another one. Might I suggest you jump out the door and poop yourselves? Oh, that was much later. Uh, that Well, not maybe not much later, but that was back in the, the flashback of when um, Zoidberg and the professor are landing on oh. Neptune to uh, get the, the, the Tritonian Yeti. Yeti. That's right, because they're worried, he's like, Hopefully we don't land in the methane swabs because we'll get the deadly Tritonian hypermalaria and they all land in the methane swabs. Mm-hmm. What smells like methane? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but the, the whole exchange at the actual doctor's office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's also after the, the flashback. Um, oh. And I think basically the whole crew from the, the attack crew to go catch the Yeti, I mean, they all die, right? Like, they get to the swamp and, like, die immediately, aside from Zoidberg and the professor. Well, and there's that whole sequence in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Where they're just... Yeah. The, oh, God. <laughs> he keeps telling them. Supermodel. <laughs> right, right. You're going to marry a... You'll be fine, and you'll marry a supermodel. And then, like, the... Ar- oh, God. They don't even name the guy, do they? The whole Arlie Army type... I don't drill no. sergeant guy. I think so. I don't think they do. He's, he's just an archetype that they throw into the show every once in a while when they have a military theme. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, they they land on the, in the uh, the swamps, the methane swamps, and then it cuts back to actual doctor's office, which is what the facade <laughs> says: actual doctor's <laughs> office. Uh, but yeah, the the doctor said, um, well, he says, I've never seen a shark attack, such a gruesome shark attack. And Leela says, it wasn't a shark, it was an awful incompetent doctor. To which the actual doctor says, wow, he must have been a total Zoidberg. It so, was Zoidberg! <laughs> so Zoidberg's incompetence is so widespread that it has it has become a it's description. A, yeah, he's a... He's a He's a noun. Total. <laughs> Total <laughs> Zoidberg. And, and it's Hermes, like, it, it just captures Hermes' whole, like, exasperation with the thing in general, where he's like, it, it was Zoidberg! Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so perfect. Like, he's, he's so maligned. And uh, we'll get to it later. There's a question. Collect about, yourself, Peter. There's a question I want to ask you. I, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes I get drunk during the episode, and rarely I get drunk before. Mm. So here we are. <laughs> What, it's what happens when you have bad influences. Yeah, but you're drinking a White Claw. Oh, I had like five or six before I got here. Okay. Yeah. it's It's been a long afternoon, Michelle. I see. Sometimes you can sneak out and do stuff. Anyway, the bar's open at four is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I think this is the same point where Freud is. They don't even give the Smurfism a Freud? name. Freud? Freud. What did we say? There's a fry and slip there. Fry. Is uh, is Smurf like, and just it got me thinking. Like, here we go on a tangent. Come along with me, folks. There's there's the uh, apocryphal knowledge of people being scared so badly that their hair turns white. So one of the things that I thought was interesting about all of these diseases that Fry had as he passed through the thing is like, not only would his skin change color, but his hair would change color too. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a is that a real thing where your hair can like turn white from fright? It happened on say Twin Peaks, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Heather I think Lane we've had this conversation. Like the, we have this. had this conversation before. before. Is it, but did we come to a resolution? Did anyone look it up on Wikipedia, or are we still About questioning? To. I think you're gonna I'm, I'm going to go with yes, it's real. I, I'll bet it can happen. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out. I don't actually believe it. I'm just going with that. I mean, is is it a Yes, it can. It won't. It won't change like the hair that's already grown. Uh, the color of your hair comes from a pigment called melanin. Okay. Uh, researchers find that hormones produced in response to stress can deplete the melanocyte stem cells that determine hair color. So that says yeah, they we... found that stress causes the stem cells to leave our hair follicles, leaving hair gray or white. So is that why John McCain's right. hair turned white, or did he just get old? What? I mean, he was locked in a hot box in, like, Laos for 10 years or something. A stressful situation. I don't know. When did his hair turn gray? I don't know. That's After, what I'm asking. Before? It, or, he might have been fair-skinned I don't beforehand, under- so it would be hard to tell. I'm just, I, I'm trying to find an analogy, and I'm glad you're here to see this ship sink. <laughs> <laughs> After three years of asking you to be on the show, I'm going to tank this shit. Um... So what, what the outcome is, is that they tell the actual doctor that, Fry, that Zoidberg brutalized them with power tools, zip, gypsy curses, and hypnosis. And, and that Bender is now incompetent and can't go on long car trips anymore. Mm-hmm. 
which uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Bender's undercarriage. He has a brick hole where the he can literally shit bricks. Right. Which is sort of this uh, ongoing gag that they drop out like every 50 episodes or so. But the fact that he's just leaking oil or whatever out of his nether regions is interesting because Zoidberg ostensibly couldn't do anything to a mechanical person, right? To Bender? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was hypnosis? Could you be hypnotized into being incontinent? Probably. Or gypsy cursed. Maybe. Because mm. Amy was the one that was hypnotized. This is true. Yes, master. Do you have any uh, experience with gypsy curses or hypnosis? No. No? Apart from, like, entertainment hypnosis, no. Well, have you been to, like, a hypnosis show like the comedian who hypnotizes people on stage yeah it was it was at a resort my parents took me to in the catskills when i was very young i don't retain a whole lot of memory of it but it was yeah it was one of those like i find the whole situation fascinating I, I, because like I, I i just recently i've been listening to this podcast about like a con artist um it's called Who the Hell is Hamish? Go go search it out. It's it's pretty fucking great. It, it, it but it boggles the mind because it's like everybody who got conned by this guy, their first response is like, "Yeah, we met him and he's a total pathological liar and he talked all of this crazy bullshit and yet they still got taken for like hundreds of thousands of dollars." So it's like if you go into one of these shows where it's like, "Here is the funniest hypnosis comedian from Las Vegas and he's doing a show here and people go." Like, you know going into it what it's about. Theoretically. So how do you get into the situation like I can't stand up? I'm I'm stuck to my chair. Oh no, I'm gonna walk it's around the like power I'm power of the mind. I'm fairly sure that all the you know the people are plants anyway. You think so? I think so. I it seems like that would be a big retainer to, to carry. Like no, you just before the show go up to someone and say, "Hey, will you do this for me? I will pay you ten dollars." And then usually they just want to be in the show so bad that they just do it. Yeah, they would, act they act like a chicken when they're told to you know snap yeah. the fingers. Would and, you, know, you say yes and then disobey? No. Would you not say yes, or you? Would... I have respect for the performer, <laughs> so no, I wouldn't do that. That's a shitty thing to do, Pete. Is it? Yes. I mean, is it because they're? Kind I have of... respect for some performers. Exactly. Though, right? Like it's sort of a. It's sort of a fucked up hack thing to do. That's and that's what I'm just I'm curious. I kind of want to go to one now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Should we go together? And I can be the asshole. Sure. Why not? They do the hilarities. They'll have one yeah, like but every that's three not months. Real. That's what I'm talking you gotta about. Go to though. somebody who says that they're like a real. That's what the guys that go to hilarities do. All right. Well, I can go look maybe. up the guy that ran the Ohio School of Hypnotherapy down in Columbus. Yeah. With the Abe Lincoln beard. I know I've talked about that on the show before, and I won't see any more than that, but it's a real place unless he's been kicked out due to raising rents and whatnot. Let's also go see not. The Amazing Jonathan, too, while we're Is he there. coming? I don't know, but we I would should. love to I, go I see him, him too. I would like to see him. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, too. We'll just we'll go on a little tour wherever we mm -hmm. have to go. We can go to Reno and see The Cult. Let's go to Reno, the see Jonathan. The Cult, and head down to Vegas and see some, uh, some hypnotists. Oh, those poor was, doomed bastards. I'm trying to. There was one that always had Showtime specials in the '80s. And Howie I'm, I'm, Mandel. No, hypnotist. A hypnotist. Yeah. It was a woman. Um, what? She went by the hip hypnotist, but there, she had like multiple Showtime specials in the '80s. I can't remember her name, but that was that was a thing. 
This sounds like Showtime After Dark, Ron. Hip, hip, no, test. Wasn't hip, no tits? It was not hip, no tits. I'm just asking. I know. Pat Collins? That sounds right. She died in 1997. That's such a shame. She was, she was an American hypnotist. She became known as the hip hypnotist at her zenith. Wait, for, I'm waiting for Wikipedia to load. Oh, God. At the height of her powers, she was formidable oh. at getting people to act like chickens. The Amazing Jonathan is performing in Royal Oak, Michigan on May 9th through 11th. God damn it. That's when I'm recording a new album. I'll be in Chicago. But will you guys go and tell me about it? I have a friend visiting from Seattle that weekend. It's probably sold out. You think? You think there's that many people in Royal Oak, Michigan? He's dying and he's barely touring. But he's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure it's sold out. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, most of the people in northern Michigan are dying as well from poisoned water. But Mm. we can rebuild a cathedral for billions of dollars. That's fine. (sighs) Um, we need to talk man to mob. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best lines in this because it's, it's, it's just trying to, I mean, it's basically the state of our political climate right now is man to mob or mob to man. Is there's a, I think there's a mob on both sides and the man on the side of the one is sort of a demigorgon with orange skin and he won't listen to the mob saying you're a fucking imbecile asshole pathological narcissist i'm really taking it into a dark place you are i am where are we at in this episode in the episode we're, um, we're still in the uh this is there this is where they confront zoidberg uh about his crimes against humanity and about how poor i love that you don't even have notes like he's committed to this <laughs> yeah he's all up here in the steel trap um but, but <laughs> when when they, they talk about how Zoidberg's a butcher to humans. It's like, your mistake is being humans. It's not Zoidberg's yeah. problem. Like, you're just, you're not the right people to be operating on him. But then he's like, if anybody's going to get fired, fired I'm going to fire Scruffy, which shocks everybody. <laughs> what does Scruffy do? <laughs> I don't know. Scruffy's, I mean, we've, we've he's learned. The he's the janitor. He's important. He's undead. He was uh, successfully transitioned to female and back <laughs> by the Borax kid. Um, He's he he's really just Did like the, he, he didn't get switched back by the Borax kid. Remember, he was in the bathroom and then he came out and he said, "What I miss?" I imagine he, he did later. Though. <laughs> yes, I mean he looked. I like, imagine they tracked him back down. The yeah, Borax kid it, there's probably like a special whistle to get the Borax kid to come out. You know, like but, a hypnotist might use. Exactly. You know, so you, bringing it back around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. Uh, you know, the long and the short of it is the professor and Zoidberg have a secret arrangement. And that's, that's been something that's been brought up before. It's like Zoidberg's so incompetent. What is the professor's, like, hold on Zoidberg? Why do they have to have this relationship? And it was always just, oh, they're old friends. Uh, and, and this explains it, but, like, it flashes back again <laughs> to when they're in the methane swamp back on Triton. <laughs> and and you know, the professor's scared of getting... The Tritonian malaria, the hypermalaria. <laughs> he drank the water in the swamp. He was thirsty. <laughs> After that flight? Obviously. I mean, that's just beautiful. <laughs> like he's he's at base still just a slave to his human needs. 
and it's it just it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you're oh, I love that you're watching me melt down. <laughs> Why are you having a meltdown? I'm I'm not. I'm just feeling real loose. Tonight. Oh yeah. I, this is this is like the night that Tom Waits came and broke beer real bottles. Do you need low. another beverage? I could go to the fridge. I can if you if you're ready, go yeah, for it. Yeah. Are you, is everybody good? I'm good. All right. What's that a tall boy of? This is a platform. The ghost inside. Really? Yes. It is a. I, I don't know how to pronounce this because I think it it's. It's uh, German, so it's like g- Gosa, Gose. I don't know if you say Gose or Gosa. I don't know. Strawberry pear Goes. tart. Is that the beer that you found you can drink that doesn't make you sick? The Gose, Gose, Gosa. Yeah, these sours, all of them, all mm. good. All right. Sea Quench is good. I, I knew already that I liked Sea Quench. I didn't realize until I had a bunch of these that I was like, oh, it's that style of ale that doesn't. Make Not a bunch all like at sick. once, or just a bunch over several. What outings? Like, did you have a bunch of them all at once, or just a bunch of you, what? These. Ghosts, ghosts. Oh yeah, I just kept trying them, the different ones, and I was like, oh, so this is the thing. These are all. This good. is the one that does, okay. I like all of these because oh, once I realized the, that I like one. The, yeah, this monthly is the sour? the ghost inside. Yeah. Oh, I love those. The one that I had that I loved was called Death by Disco, and I couldn't find it fucking anywhere but they had it at dewey's and i tried it and i was like oh damn this is really good it is also a platform does that mean it's an old keg that they were just sitting on no it was like it was a can oh yeah they're all canned yeah they do a different tall sour every month Mm -hmm. and a couple years ago they had like a pineapple berliner vice that Mm. i was in love with Mm. but of course it's a monthly thing so i had to hoard some i uh when i was in oregon a couple weeks ago I came across a place that had pineapple wine in a can. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not generally one for whites. I'm not generally one for sparkling. But God damn it, if this wasn't just the shit. It, w- it was this crisp, refreshing thing. And like one can, two cans was equal to a whole bottle of wine. It was fantastic. Sign me up. Exactly. And I can't find it here. I've got... I've been spoiled by my travels because I keep trying to get shit that's delicious here, and people are like, I never heard of it. We have 75 breweries here in Cleveland. Can't you have something there? I'm like, no. And that was not. very scruffy. It's not the same thing. It's not. I, I work on it. I'm good at mopping. <laughs> I, sp- I cleaned my bathroom the other day on my hands and knees and scrubbed out the shower. Book <laughs> it. Just, I had a, uh, Turlet and I have a relationship that, Dare not speak his name. Okay. Well, all right. One of my favorite scruffy moments is actually in this episode. So maybe if I could get you to say it later, that would be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a little prompting it'll happen. Um, so the the Yeti comes out and uh, tries to attack the professor and Zoidberg. This is still in the flashback when they're in the methane swamp on on uh, Triton. And, and I love the professor yelling at Zoidberg, go, Johnny, go. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to get him to go. But Zoidberg won't. He goes, Zoidberg doesn't abandon a friend, apparently. Because he's, he's so... He's never had a friend before. He doesn't know. I apparently. know. There's no frame of reference for this. <laughs> That's all he needs. And he tries to scare the Yeti with his war noise, which doesn't work at all. <laughs> so... Uh, when the Yeti picks him up after he tries to scare him off, he's crunching on Zoidberg's head, and Zoidberg says, crunch all you want, I'll make more, which is a Doritos yeah. slogan. Not, <laughs> not just a Doritos slogan. 
a Jay Leno well, no. Doritos slogan that was later a Bill Hicks incrimination of Jay Leno slogan. Oh, so God. This, this is like four layers deep. Like, that was the, the, I think Bill Hicks described it as Jay Leno sucking on Satan's cock. Uh, ranting E minor. Yes. Yeah. Just, I mean, it had like sound effects. It's, it's really a great bit, but it's just about like, uh, you know, quite how you want, we make more, and it's just it, it. Oh, it go. It's so good. Go. Is, is it cliche now to reference Bill Hicks? I don't know, but um, Rantony Minor was uh, evidently recently reissued with all, all that crappy guitar playing layered into it. So you know, I, I'd like to hear that stuff again without you know that. I, you know, can you really separate the artist from the art? You can separate the guitar from you know the stand up because I mean because it, it, <laughs> on that and on maybe more on I forget which one it was there were uh, maybe four Arizona Bay yeah, there Arizona were two Day, there were two Randy that had Minor. the guitar and the other one that had the guitar the guitar was so loud it obscured what he was actually saying yeah and I just ugh, not into it but um yeah when comedy dynamics um, released all the Bill Hicks stuff at once a couple of years ago for streaming. Again. Yeah. So not the Ryko disc ones from the nineties one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, um, you can, you can get that without the guitar now. I know I have it somewhere. I need to go find it. Cause that was like, those were just so good. And he, he was kind of like the anti Kinnison, I guess. Like they both had their ranty business, but it wasn't just like, Oh, we don't. I don't even know if we need to go down this rabbit hole. This is a this is a post show discussion. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm staring into the abyss of this, going like I could talk about this for hours, and I'll just we got to keep going on this episode before <sighs> Pete falls apart. Yeah, before before it's like <laughs> oh oh <laughs> oh good good old Sam Kennison. Um, so so basically, the whole crew comes to Zoidberg. <laughs> I wish I could be this candid with people about certain aspects of my life where like, we're sorry to break it this to you this way, but we hate you and we never want to see you again. I just have it get absorbed that way. It would be fantastic, right? Um, but the professor isn't ready. He needs to talk to Zoidberg about their secret arrangement, which I thought was going to be a whole other thing. Like I, it could have been any other thing. Just, but it ends up being like a suicide, well, I guess a murder pact. Yeah. Right? Murder Have pack. you ever made one of those with somebody? No. I mean, just because you, you're, I mean, you sound very, you know, indignant about it, but like maybe you just haven't crossed the threshold where you're like, if I ever do this, like, take care of me. Oh, I mean, I've said that as a joke. Okay. You know, like if I'm ever at a string cheese incident show, just murder me on the spot. <laughs> and, if I ever go on a, a cartoon podcast. <laughs> 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 Meet me on the Boy, street. Boy, what an episode out. to have yeah. picked. Yes. Um, uh, but then, you know, the, the revelations keep coming. The professor lost his virginity during Tarzan versus the Yeti. Is that a real movie? <laughs> I don't think so. God damn it, I wish it was. I've seen a lot of those Tarzan movies, but I don't remember one with a Yeti. The old ones with Johnny Weissmuller? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How? Why? Because my grandpa would make me watch them. Make you watch him. them? Yeah. Just because like, he's like, hey, this like is something I enjoy. Me, yeah, he'd, he'd be babysitting bond. me and he would put it on and we'd watch it. Like, uh, check out his loincloth. That's how I, that's how I got into uh, Stephen King's, too. Stephen King novels. <laughs> My grandma read them. And then when I was a kid, I would take them off the shelf and read them. 
And we also had, uh, he had a book on tape, like full cast recording of uh, The Mist that when we would take naps, he would put it on. I still have that cassette tape. How old were you? Young. I, I'm <laughs> guessing that. You're still young. I'm 30. I'm not that young. <laughs> yes, but you weren't, your grandfather wasn't doing this when you were 25. You Were you like no, six? Was like, yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? What's wrong with that? Stephen King for a six-year-old? Okay, the, the, the full cast recording of The Mist, which is kind of like a novella. Yes. And they made a movie out of it. It's several. Which is not great. I Neither. didn't see the TV show. Okay. It was a miniseries, right? Yep. I didn't watch that, but I saw the movie when it came out because I loved the the short story it's and a the great full cast story. recording. So it was it was it's a one cassette tape, front and back, so it's not super long. It was recorded three in, hours in three D sound, and at Ooh. the beginning it says, "Put on your headphones." Now you're hearing Boom. me in your left ear. Now you're hearing me in your right ear. Now I'm all around you. And it's like, it, it's just like, it's in stereo. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> that's all it is. But they're, they were calling it 3D sound. <laughs> well, I mean, they could have panned it in the front of you too. So you'd have. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty good. But it's essentially just people acting out the short story. Yeah. And it's like, there are some bad words in it. But by that There's time, a, I was probably asleep. Isn't there like some dirty sex in it too? No. Are, are you sure? Yeah. I'm not getting my Stephen King's juxtaposed, but I thought there was some like no, it's just monsters. end of the world it's, banging they, going on. I don't remember that. All right, they might have excised it, maybe, but it still seems weird. Like introducing a child to Stephen King's works, and I'm a bad parent, but I still <laughs> haven't showed my kid any of that stuff. Um, I don't know. I I didn't think it was that bad, and I always liked creepy stuff, so. That's like I, I would I would read all of the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Like mm-hmm. I was constantly checking them out from the library and then uh, until someone bought them for me and and uh so it's loincloths in the jungle. Oh, I mean and Mystery Science Theater three thousand, we watched that together. It wasn't just Tarzan. But let's get back to the episode and not wait, make wait, fun wait, of the yep. shit that no, I no, <laughs> there no, we go. I'm just I'm just, <laughs> just I'm I'm <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, just straight cryptozoology. I'm just Yeti picking, is you know Himalayan. What? I turned apart. out just fucking fine, Pete. So you can I, shut no, your agreed, hole. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to like trace the pathology. That's all. So, I mean, did Tarzan take place in Africa or South America? Because the Yeti is Himalayan. I don't see where there would be well, Tarzan I, I, and a Yeti so in one. That's a good question movie. because there are those I myself being one of them that believes like the Yeti slash abominable snowman abominable. Yes is of the same, uh, you know, species or genus or whatever of the Sasquatch slash sure. Bigfoot of North America. But is there a South American equivalent to Bigfoot? Is there an African Bigfoot? Is there a European Bigfoot? Or are those just werewolves? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking if anyone has any knowledge of this because it's it's... One, yeah, of, the, one yeah. of the other things you remarked upon was that it's like this episode is full of Yeti knowledge, like the double Yeti and all of these mm. things that I never knew about. It's good to know. I, I don't think double Yeti is a real thing. It might be. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think actual Yeti is a real thing, but okay. Where do they get the footprints from then, Ron? Is it just monks? You've with just converted me. Is Thank it just you. monks with gigantism or elephantitis? I mean, if you ask some people, uh, Yeti, Yeti. Are you word. drawing a picture on your iPad while we do this? Yeah. <laughs> of what? Is it of a Yeti? <laughs> right now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just touching the, 
the pencil to the thing. I'm just, look, it's not of anything. It's just pink. Oh, God, I wish you were drawing like a pink Yeti. That would have been It's nice. just a flower. But if you or listen, if you listen to the Boogie that. Monster, as I was saying, yes. if you listen to the Boogie Monster, they told a story when they talked about the uh, Bigfoot. Was it... Uh, when was it Mount St. Helens or something? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They were there were apparently like a yeti pile of dead big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. the volcano erupted, the volcano mm-hmm. erupted. It killed a bunch of wildlife, and as they cleaned up the the mountain, there was like a whole pile of Bigfoot carcasses that they piled up. They all got killed by the lava flows and whatnot. But I, I mean, it's why didn't they keep them? What are your feelings on cryptozoology? Me- like, I, I feel like you're a a very skeptical inquirer. Yeah. In general. but and, and this might be going down too much of a boogie monster path, but, like, Bigfoot is a no. Bigfoot is a no. Yeti's Yeti a no. Yeti is a no. Loch Ness Monster? A no. Uh, aliens? Definitely, yes. I mean, yeah. There's no the way there are not. The universe is too freaking huge for us to be the only life. Okay. Chupacabras? Probably no. Um, I mean, they found a coelacanth, so I mean, nothing is unequivocally, you know. See, you're catching your bets. You're playing agnostic instead of atheist. What about ghosts? I think the evidence is lousy, so I'm going to go probably no. I love it. I love it. I want, like, I want to believe, but I just can't. All right, mm. Fox. No, not because Fox would just say, I want to believe and leave it there. I'm saying I want to believe, but I can't. And then he'd be like, hey, Scully, I'm a weird sex addict. Do you want me to? Did you know he made a movie about, this was on. uh, Who? David Duchovny? Yes, about. The Dukes. (laughs) Glad that you guys are on a nickname basis. (laughs) He made a movie that was on, how did this get made a couple weeks ago called The Secrets. That was like the like the book. Like no, the, not like okay. the book. <laughs> it was it was a it was a French film made with American actors based on a Japanese story and a remake of a Japanese movie where a woman and her daughter do like a body switcheroo, but one of them dies. So the wife's brain and persona is stuck in the daughter's body, and then the daughter's persona is in the mother's body, which is dead. And then David Duchovny and his daughter, who has Lily Taylor's uh, persona inside her, are trying not to bang for the rest of the movie because they're husband and wife, but father and daughter at the same time, which sounds like the most French and Japanese thing <laughs> at the same time. And, and just listening to them recant this, like recount this movie, was like crazy. But like, you know, it, it's one of those things where when you when you take David Duchovny's, whoever thought of that premise needs to be investigated. Mm-hmm. Was they were Japanese, so. I mean, it's like, yeah, fair you got to consider the source. <laughs> the word bukkake comes from their language. I think, yeah. I think Howard Stern made that up, though, didn't he? I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know what Howard anyway. Stern made up. I don't know. This is a podcast about Futurama, not Howard Stern. I know, but we, we took Tarzan versus the Yeti into all new places. Um, <laughs> don't forget the spasms and coma and death. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Zoidberg lines in this is, well, it sounds like something I would say. <laughs> Where he's just, he's just, uh, he's really like the most Zen character on it because there is no past and there is no future. It's just like, is he happy? Does he have a friend right now? Does he have a tanning coupon right now? Because that's all he needs. <laughs> um, 
so I guess this is the point where it comes out in the episode, right? Where where the, the reveal, the, the, yeah, the yeah. reveal of the secret arrangement, which is that the professor is getting hypermalaria. He thinks. Or does he know? <sighs> no, he thinks Be- he's because hypermalaria can be dormant for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he asks Zoidberg to kill him because he doesn't want to go through the the, the spasms and the sweating and the, the symptoms, and the yeah, death. yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where like Zoidberg is so adept at killing humans generally that he just can't fucking <laughs> it's like his incompetence knows no bounds he can't seal the deal when it's time to actually fucking kill somebody because that's that's what he needs um he tries to sniper the professor <laughs> which ends up being bender's shadow puppets again just it, it, it's it's not uncommon he has to be killed by surprise though because well, he's afraid of death. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you really want to die, does it matter? Like, if you just make it fast. Do you have a preferred way that you want to die? No, and I don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Okay. Is that, is is that, that everybody? That, that, kind I, of I could bummer. live without that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind right. of a bummer topic. Not necessarily. You know, death by Ungabunga or something. Be a snoo whole. snoo. I think snoo, you're looking snoo. for snoo snoo. Snoo snoo would be fine, yeah. too. You break your pelvis and lead out that way. I'm scare-roused. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's how I want to die, Pete. Death by Death snoo, snoo. Yeah. snoo snoo. <laughs> I think we can all agree. I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm extra curious tonight. I'm sorry, everybody. It's all good. <laughs> I'll just continue not answering the stupid ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, if, if only every guest would do that. Sometimes we'll take a detour for about 45 minutes when I ask a dumb question. I'm okay with like 30 seconds of dead air if it's no one answering one of Pete's <laughs> stupid questions. <laughs> oh, somebody's got to be the stupid one. Um, but it, it, it all comes to a head when Leela and Fry see Zoidberg try to kill the professor. Like they don't understand mm. that there's a secret arrangement. Um, yeah, so professor is, is standing on the, like an overlook balcony above the ship with his, for some reason, remote control airplane. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Zoidberg is sneaking up behind him and he pushes him off the, over the railing and everybody sees him and he grabs the professor's coat. Professor grabs onto the remote control airplane and Fry has the remote to the airplane and is then controlling <laughs> the professor hanging onto the airplane. <laughs> Which he keeps doing after he's yeah. safe. And he's like, hold on, I'm learning to do okay. loop-de-loops. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I, oh. So they, they go I and they lock it. Zoidberg up in, in, in his office. Using, uh, uh, using Scruffy. It was Scruffy's uh, like antique wardrobe. Yeah, but he, they, put him, <laughs> they put him in uh, per, the professor's lab coat, which yeah. is extra, extra, or extra, extra bone. Extra bony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That this is when when he when Zoidberg takes off the professor's coat, he notices there is a white hair, and he says, "Wait a minute, professor doesn't have hair." And he looks at it under the microscope, and he says, "That's it. It's he's got Yetiism." So Zoidberg has discovered that professor does not have uh, Tritonian hypermalaria, but he's got Yetiism. I'm glad you caught that because I that completely slipped by me. And I was not in this same state when I watched <laughs> I was the episode. Say. Like a Sunday morning, three cups of coffee in. I didn't catch it. So, good eye. Um, but this is the point where he escapes. He, he sand crabs his way out of the 
the Planet Express. And then goes to see mom. Carol. And, mm. Carol. <laughs> and strolls right in. Walt, Sorry, Larry, and Igner are just like, what, what do they say? Um, oh, God. There's someone's here to see you. But but then she's like, let him go and stooge the hell out of here. And then they all like. That was one of my favorite lines of the oh, another one. It was stooge cute. the hell out of here. <laughs> so there's like an eye poke, a nose pull, and something else, like a face slap. But they, they go. And um, and Zoidberg just waltzes in. And it's one of those rare moments where Zoidberg just seems cool, calm, collected, and competent. The four C's. Um, and they have a nice you could have been rich john why'd you leave me to work for hubert <laughs> did, did he give her an answer for that because yeah it, it was his friend because because he saved his life yeah. oh he owed him i just uh isn't that like a brady bunch trope or something or am i, am I just completely discounting some sort of uh you know cultural Moray, where if you save someone's life, they become eternally indebted to you. I feel like that was a. a I, I, th I think the Wookiees in Star Wars are. You know, I, I think I, that's a common trope. I feel like it was a sitcom trope from the seventies and eighties, where it's like somebody would give someone the Heimlich maneuver, and then they, you know, like that they'd give the, like I'm indebted to you, and now I'm your slave. For, you know what I'm talking that about? That just knocked loose a Three's Company thing in my head yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, that's probably the 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 genesis point of this thread, but mm -hmm. like. I feel like that was something that came up over and over, probably because the same writers bounced from show to show and just like, well, we did this one time, and you know, and then it's like, like if you, you know, you have Kramer save Jerry's life or Jerry save Kramer's life, and then Kramer's gonna be like, oh, and I'm your slave, Jerry, uh, you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. it's just, it's there's, oh, it's cultural insensitivity through and through. That's what I think we can come back with. Um, so Zoidberg says he wants to get the thing from Triton. It's it, it's a some sort of important artifact because they never tell you what they got. Like you never see in the flashbacks, the outcome of that thing. You just see Zoidberg's head getting crunched on and the professor getting attacked. But, um, after the professor <laughs> explains what's going on, they decide to kill him as per his wishes, because yeah. he's making these fantastic squeals of pain. <laughs> they were really, really beautiful and scruffy. Okay. The murder later is finished. That's is the that one. It? That's the one. <laughs> murder later. In, in a just culture, Myrtleator's finished would be would rank with Randy Quaid's shitters full. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with you. That's a beautiful, beautiful Myrtleator's finished. I mean, and then and then it's a massive, massive Rube Goldberg euthanasia oh, device. <laughs> they are all just invested in it. Um, you know, and this is the reveal where it's like, like Zoidberg comes back and goes, he doesn't have hypermalaria. He has Yetiism. You fools. Yes. Oh. And who is it? Is it Fry? It has to be Fry that says, I consider myself almost completely ignorant of modern medicine, and I've never heard of Yetiism. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, we missed another really good fry line earlier when he says he tells them to not trust. His, oh wait, wait, is it coming up? Maybe I don't know. Hold on. When he says, uh, "I don't don't trust what he says," I I think I I think he, that's when he says, "I'm almost completely ignorant to modern medicine, and I can't even and I can't even find my own uterus or something." Yes, oh. Fry says something about not being able to find his own uterus. I feel like that's earlier. That was yeah, when that they was were earlier. in there. He was sitting next to Lila. This was before. 
mm-hmm. when they were at the actual the talk, doctor's this office. Is when, no, no, this is when they were talking about the Le- needing Leela's Le- liver. Yeah. Oh, God. That back then. Way yeah. back. Oh. Um, so this was, and this is where we get to the point where you were, <laughs> the, the irony is, I'm the one who usually calls out the cartoon logic on this show. <laughs> and I've, I've been beaten into submission about that after 106 or so episodes where I just, I don't have the energy for it anymore. But you're like, you said, what? <sighs> All of this pseudoscience about pineal neurotoxism versus and, adrenal and a, yeah. adrenal neurotoxicity. Did you do any follow up on that? No, of course I did not. No, anybody? No, I no. did. <laughs> I mean, Ron, Ron thought it 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 stank to high heaven that it was just not accurate. Uh, oh, I didn't think science. it stank. I thought it, I just thought it was funny. I well, I mean, yeah. it's just I don't know because the the the. the isn't the pineal gland part of your... I don't, I don't know what it does, so I, I'm entirely... I don't know, it's entirely, part of a yeah. f- failure song title somewhere. They played it when I went to see them. It was fun. Um, but it, it, it's it's just so, like... Like, the, the fact that they get the, the... They're basically trying to cancel out the Yetiism by giving the professor more Yeti toxins or whatever... And they're worried that it, who who thinks it's going to make him a double yeti? Is that another fry thing? Mm, I think so. And, or Hermes, maybe. Or yeah, maybe it was, Hermes. It was either who's fry got or Hermes. Some, who's got some common sense about him? And, oh, it and, was Hermes. Yeah, you're right. And so they they put the the gland in the professor's yetiish uh, mouth, and then he does. He's like, "Well, I'll be damned! It did make him a double yeti." And he turns mm. it like hulks out and everything, but ultimately ends up getting cured. So maybe it's just the sort of thing where you kind of get worse before you get better. Um, I kind of, I kind of wish they showed more of the professor as a yeti. Did did the yeti have a horn? I you think see, the you seem weird, you seem weirdly yeti. invested in. I I am because I think the Himalayas is a big mountain chain. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't think yetis are supposed to have horns though. I, I just, a might, yeti, might just though? be the tritonian. Double yeti, a double yeti head might one. just be the tritonian. This is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's there is no reason why a tritonian yeti is you know, necessarily related to a Himalayan Yeti. This is like a panda bear isn't really a bear, but a grizzly bear is also, it's just that, you know, white colonialists went to China and were like, well, that's a panda bear. Mm. And that's what they called it. And here we are, however many years later, just applying our syntax to things. Ditto so, the koala. Exactly. It's not a bear at all. It's just a eucalyptus eating high as fuck danger machine. <laughs> With their little, they have claws. Would you own a koala, Tom? I bet you and Becca would have a koala as a pet. Probably. I mean, would. not like in a not illegal. Also, Pete, I hate to break it to you, but panda bears are bears. No. <laughs> wait. What about wait about what about red pandas? Red pandas. But they're not red panda bears. They're just called red pandas. Because they're like panda bears. They are. I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm grasping at straws today. I'm just trying Sounds to... Sounds like it. I know. No. They're not bears? Well, they're not called bears either. Fuck. <laughs> they're called red pandas. Oh, that sounds like some kind of Australian <laughs> bullshit. Son of a bitch. Come on, everyone. Let's go tanning. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
skip right to the end of the episode, huh? We're at the end of the episode. The no, we're not. <laughs> we're at the, the professor is cured. He's eating a salad, the big salad that they we made. We didn't mention any of those things, Pete. <laughs> but the salad was made by the Rube Goldberg Murdelator. Yeah. The, which we I mean, also which is, didn't even talk about. <laughs> we did. Okay, so what we, do you need we, to say we about we the Murdelator? We mentioned it. We but, didn't so talk about it. Each blade <laughs> got a drop of cyanide. Not yet. each blade, each wheel, because the wheels each had multiple blades. Okay, but you'd think that that cyanide would have gotten on to the salad that it was chopping. Maybe not. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe it would just give Maybe. a nice almond scent to it, like mm. almond slivers that you throw on your salad as a crunch factor. I don't because almonds are gross. What? <laughs> Hot take. Oh, Wait, was it cyanide? I believe cyanide has a bluish cast to it, and the poison was green. It, yeah, was, it was cyanide. Supposed to be you can't trust the yeah. Korean animators. <laughs> Wow. I, I, like, the, the animators are <laughs> Korean, Ron. You can't trust them. It's not saying that all Koreans are untrustable. It's just saying that the Korean animators sometimes take liberties with the stage direction. I'm just still reading about the I've watched 106 Red Panda. episodes of this show. <laughs> There's lots of continuity errors that can be ascribed to the animation, which was all done by Film Roman in Korea. So they might be Romanian animators in Korea, but at the same time, the company is a Korean animation company, so they are Korean animators. Still so, judging you. So <sighs> red pandas actually exist within their own family of species. What? And uh, it's they, they were first described as belonging to the raccoon family, but <sighs> I guess they've changed, they've changed their... Uh, Tune? Yeah. So yeah, the, the red panda... Kind of like a skunk, kind of like a raccoon. Do they shoot stink at people? I don't believe so. Do they get their heads stuck in mayonnaise jars? Probably that's a, not. That's a skunk thing. But it's not a bear. But okay. panda pandas are in the Ursidae family. What about a Firefox? Hang on. Are, is that retconning the panda bears into the Ursidae family? No, they're not. Are you sure? I'm not saying no. They're not in that family at all. They have their own family. The regular is pandas. Aluridae is is the only red panda. Are, are they're the not only the red animals. pandas. The, what are you the asking? Black and, the black and white pandas. When you said they're in Ursidae, yes, is that retcon? What do you mean? Is it retcon? I mean, were they not in the Ursidae? <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I'm uh, reading about red pandas. All right, <laughs> I'll go back and look. This is this is what happens. You know who really, 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 really liked red pandas? Well, besides, I, you. I like I like them very much. One they're of, they're very adorable. Of, uh, the, the red Del- the was, red pandas at the Central Park Zoo are sad and beautiful. It was one of Nikki Delamont's favorite animals. Aww. Aww. Yeah, she was very excited to go see them at the zoo when they were out mm-hmm. and about. I was not aware of that. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing against red pandas. I think they're great. I just thought they were actual fake bears, which they are. I thought that the regular pandas that are not red pandas are also fake bears. And I've been proven wrong. Get in line for that. Well, they're ursids. They're definitely they're, they're ursids. Pandas are. Oh, they are bears. They are one hundred percent bears. But they're Chinese. So if we wanted to add some sort of, uh, I'm not going to go there. Just yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're pissing off the Asians enough today, Pete. We, Just no, stop, stop, no, stop. No, no, I was very specific about the the. Uh, fun, fun fact, my friends on the pre-Dead Boys podcast just had a conversation about pandas yes. on the episode that they released today or yesterday, if you're listening to this tomorrow or last week or two weeks, from two now. weeks ago, whenever <laughs> the hell we put this episode out, 
Uh, I've brought it up before, pre-Dead Boys. What do they, cool. ta- what do they, they talk just, about they just, with pandas? Well, <laughs> it's funny because it was also a misunderstanding about pandas. Is so it that they go like, like, download it and listen to it yourself. Is it that the pandas are Swedish death metal animals because of the no. faces? No, okay. it wasn't that. All right. They could be, though. They're like the kiss of the animal kingdom. Kind of. But the... I, I would say the immortal. <laughs> yeah. Dark funeral. And the pyro. Speaking of funerals, uh, <laughs> the professor is not killed. He is not. They he cure him. He is cured. And then they all are excited. He's eating the cyanide probably laden salad. Yes. Do you think that at this point the professor might be uh, like immune to cyanide? He's certainly abs- like exposed himself to so many different kinds of poisons and things over the years. It's He's like 170 years old and still alive. Uh, just yeah so hmm. everyone's happy amy suggests they they go for a celebratory tan and uh i don't even remember if we brought this up but when zoiberg was exchanging the head of the yeti to carol <laughs> to carol for I love that you're on a first name basis with her now yeah i mean john is <laughs> johnny <laughs> oh johnny um he he she says what are you worth now john and he says well this is i live in a dumpster and this is all i have and all he had to trade for the yeti's head was a gift gift card for tanning and he traded it like the gift of the magi (laughs) (laughs) he traded his tanning certificate for the yeti Yeti head and then so he's sad and he says i was going to tan once (laughs) and then uh Professor comes back and says, what do you say, Johnny? It's on me. And then they all go and, and tan. Everybody and tans. Professor and Zoidberg, whoop, 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 down the road together. They do. And it's so adorable and fun. And then, the, you know, the irony is, and I know I've been full of all kinds of bizarre tangents today. Just deal with it. <laughs> uh, yesterday evening, in this very room right here to our side i was watching uh some youtube videos with my daughter when i say i was watching them with her she was watching them and i was playing games on my phone because the videos that she likes to watch are fucking abominable most of them involve what are probably mormon families with many many children they they all look kind of generically aryan um and then they just film their day-to-day stuff it's it's just obnoxious and fucking horrible and for some reason children love them i've talked about this before yes but the reason I bring it up is the mother slash wife on this video series that they were watching uh, had done herself up with some bronzer and she looked Trumpy. Like she had the fucking raccoon eye, like the inverse raccoon eyes. So it was like, mm-hmm. like bronzy on the forehead and the nose and the cheeks and the mouth. And then I, but then her eyes were just like non really pale. Yes, and then like streak. It was just it was the strangest thing. And and my I mean, maybe this is bad of me to do as a parent. Most of what I do as a parent is bad. But you know, my daughter puts it. I'm like, honey, these are fucking awful and they're obnoxious and bad, and I don't like them. She's like, no, they're great. I'm like, no, honey, they're really they're really not. And so 25 minutes in, all I could watch like she'd come on the screen and just see like the fucking Trumpified face of this you know, magic underpants wearing lady with her children. They were, they were, they had two children. One was probably six and the other was an infant. And they were recreating the baby pictures of the six-year-old with the infant. And I wanted to vomit. Um, that might be another podcast that we could start after this. We could watch those videos and then I could record my vomiting sounds. Oh, 
That's good. can that be on our network? Sure. <laughs> can we start a network? <laughs> the, the exactly shite network. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, we made it through another one. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. Wow. Oh, we sure we recorded that conversation. I mean, at least I was in the same city for once, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, thanks for coming on, Ron. It was a pleasure. I enjoyed what, uh, myself very much. What's what, going on? What do you yeah, have to plug? I, I mean, your big project just got announced, I think, this week, Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Um, I just finished designing uh, the book that's going to go with a Peter Lofner box set that just got announced. Cool. It's um, five LPs. Uh, Smogvale Records has spent the last 10, 11 years tracking down all the people to whom uh, Lofner gave cassettes. Um, for context, if like non-Clevelanders uh, don't know who this guy is, it would certainly be understandable. But um, he was kind of an er-punk rock, pre-punk figure. Um, uh, he was instrumental in the creation of the bands uh, Perubu and Rocket from the Tombs, yeah. mm-hmm. who you know obviously became massively, massively influential to punk rock. And uh, he died very young um, of... Uh, pancreatitis uh, brought on by just massive alcohol abuse. Yeah. Uh, he was like 24. Yeah. And all the photos, he looks like 40. He was just oh. beating the shit out of himself, evidently. But he... And in Cleveland, that's impressive. Like, yeah, Can you really? even imagine? The, the culture of casual alcoholism in this city, nobody dies from that, right? Not that, just, I mean, not that young. Like, yeah. I think like 24, how much do you have to be drinking and abusing yourself to die of that that early, like... But you got to start Exa- early, Exactly, too. Yeah. Peter Lofner much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it but just, he would, he was massively prolific, and he yeah. would just turn on a tape recorder, fill up a tape, never make a copy for himself, and just give it to a friend. Oh, yeah, let's start a band. Well, Smogvale, the record label, found all these tapes. Fucking They've spent a. years looking for them. They've got five LPs worth, and the fifth LP is the one he recorded the night before he died. Oh, shit. Right? I thought that, I thought the existence of that tape was just a rumor. Yeah, it's gonna be pressed. So um, I, awesome. I, um, I did the book for it. Um, the way I got this was a couple of years ago. I did a book of uh, early Dead Boys photos that yeah. were found, um, and that kind of got me on the radar in that uh, so those this, circles. This is Smogvale so. doing this. I was, I it is Smogvale. Okay, uh, they're out of Las Vegas now. Uh, Florida now, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, so they've retired and gone to the. You know, <laughs> uh, Hardly. He's got a, evidently got a lot more irons in the fire after this. So uh, yeah. apparently, um, so here's my retort. It was just a very cool project. I'm very excited about it. Um, when you posted that, I tagged one of my mother's friends on that post because she grew up with him. Oh wow! She says the pronunciation is Lackner. Really? Yes. I've never heard that, but well, yeah. you, I'll I'll put you in touch with old Alice, and she will set you straight. Hmm. But one time I go to my mom's house a couple years ago and sitting on the fucking dining room table is a untouched, like, you know, mint unplayed copy of 30 seconds over Tokyo. The seven inch? The seven inch that he had given her when they put the record out. And we're at the end of the show. I'm just gonna let the fucking train go by. <laughs> so, and I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is probably worth a bunch of money. And she's like, oh, you can just have it or do whatever. And so like... Right. So I was like, I appreciate what this is, but 
I'm not really one. I, I wouldn't hold on to this because I don't have the, the emotional attachment to it. So put it on eBay. Mm-hmm. And some fuckhead in France buys it for like $200. And I wrap it up nice and sent whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, it never got here. How about you give me half my money back and I won't give you bad feedback? Like, I know the motherfucker. I know the motherfucker got it. Oh, bullshit. Yes. Yes. Now. Bull fucking shit, French guy. Maybe in his defense, within that same, like, month-long period, another one of them's popped up for sale somewhere else in France. So maybe it got redirected by the corrupt as shit French mail service. I don't know. All I'm saying is I took citation needed on the French mail service, but I I'm just (laughs) look, all I know is one guy says it didn't get there. And another guy says that he's got what I sent him. How many copies of that are, are floating around? Not many. Hmm. That's all. Hmm. And you know, like (sighs) I should have just kept the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. You really should. But I used the money to buy a Russian wah pedal. So isn't that really a good outcome anyway? No, the single is cooler. It's Russian. And it's purple. And it's, it's little. You, you could have sold something else to get that. I don't, nobody wants anything I have for free or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, any, so we did introduce you as a contributing editor to Dangerous Minds. It's DangerousMinds.net. It is DangerousMinds.net. Um, how it has actually been a million. It's, it's not a million years. It's been a while since I've been a regular contributor. I, um, I think my last post was uh, over the winter. But, uh, but uh, I mean, on a very if not daily, for about five years, there is a there is a constant stream of outsider interests articles being posted on that blog, which has a a some sort of symbiotic relationship with Vice, where there's content sharing or something going on. I don't really understand that, and yeah, it's it, it's been explained to me, and I don't understand it. Somebody's collecting the hits and getting paid off it. That's all you need yeah. to know. But follow it, and you'll enjoy it. If you like weird shit, like you're listening to this, so you probably do anyway. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a lot of fun, and, and I'll go back at some point. It's I'm I'm on hiatus now. I don't consider myself to, uh, something to say. Gone. Yeah, that's all. Um. Uh, yeah, awesome. This is great. I'm glad we finally got you on. I'm Me sorry too. we couldn't you have on for Jurassic Park. You, f- uh, yeah. you can take that up with Tom's fiance. That was oh, yeah. the episode Ron really wanted to be on. I know. You and everybody else. So, I, you know. Yeah. I, and to be fair. I think, I think, what was it? My band was on tour and we didn't get back until Tuesday or something? You were was somewhere some, I was out somewhere of town. Like from, it was around Halloween mm-hmm. It was like year. one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this so it point, goes. Yeah, so it goes. Look, you're still on. You got that, this, that episode's been discussed to death. Anyway. This is like Just, the sloppiest I've ever been on the show. Maybe. Sweet. So you've got to see that. So right? you owe me another one. Yeah. How many do we have left? Like 20? several. We have several left. Mm-hmm. Several. Yeah. That's like, a very non-committal number, Tom. Well, I mean, there's two seasons. Thirty. Left, right? Thirty some. Okay. We'll get there. At the, at the current rate, it's going to be another two years. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to do the, yes, the talkie I'll bits? Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You can find us uh, at slurmcast.com, on Facebook at slurmcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter at slurmcastpod. Uh, you find us on iTunes, review us. You could call or text us at 216-438-1077. Please do. Um, which I actually have used that number to like sign up to get uh, camel coupons. <laughs> 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 they asked for a, a phone number, and I was just like, 
Which sounds legit. Yeah, uh, I had I turned off the uh, notifications for our email box because Savannah from T Public has oh, been blowing us up again, yes. and you won't answer her emails back. Well, and then she was t- like, "I'm going to send you to your account manager because she just gave up." Yep. And now, <laughs> and I'll, now I'll, I'll tell you a funny story you. about that after <laughs> okay. after we're off the air. Um, so, anyways, uh, I think that's everything. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. Can rate, people, review can people us, find I, you online anywhere, Ron? Tunes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Please do not friend me on Facebook. <laughs> you, no, I say you, the same thing. You won't like me. It's, 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 uh, well, apparently Michelle's the only one who gets people trying to friend her. Like in three years, it's still like crickets, and that's that's okay by me. I, mean, I used I used to accept all friend requests from just people that seemed like they were friending me to get my dangerous minds posts yeah. because I would you know. I, I would I would be a good blogger and you know, like cross post everything on Facebook just to you know up the hits and everything for my employers who I, I should say uh, Tara McGinley and Richard good people uh, yeah Metzger are fantastic the best bosses I've ever had that's the best Wonderful. job I have ever had perfect but um yeah I would take any old friend request because I just figured it was just like well they want the content so I'll just do that whatever it's just Facebook mm-hmm. and then. My, my recent Facebook purge was just like, who the fuck are any of these <laughs> yeah. people? It's like yeah. there's somebody with a Gadsden flag. It's like, why did I not look first? <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe if you're lucky, we'll remember to put the picture Michelle was doodling during my ramblings on the fucking page this week. <laughs> just put, it's like pretty pink flowers. It looks like the Cherry Blossom Festival in Washington, D.C. It's pretty great. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Hey. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 